looking into the gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 5, and we'll read verses 25 through 34. Mark 5, beginning with verse 25. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. But when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. But she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around, looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. As we read this in, first of all, a little interesting that this rather more in-depth account comes from the Gospel of St. Mark, uh, who uh, is in general of the four Gospels. Mark is the, the most condensed in many ways, a little more right to the point, and that's it. But for some reason, he elaborated more on this account than either Matthew or Luke seem to. A lot to it. This woman, with all that she went through, as we read this, and you can just think, oh no, oh no, oh no. You ever felt that way? Of course, in life. But she, of all people, would have would have not have expected that she would be such a prime example to the rest of us of how we can have such a personal, powerful contact with God himself. What an example of this. It's, it's private, very private with her. You can see how private this was, but yet it was no secret. People couldn't help but see it. Everyone saw it. As private as it was, we read the inner part of everything she was going through, what she felt like. How much did she even share very much of what we even did read? She was going through these trials of her own, one after the other, and it just was dead end after dead end, getting worse. How alone must she have felt so much of the time? So this was private, within her heart. We read what was in her heart. She felt, she didn't make a broadcast. In her heart, she felt something. And so if I can just accomplish this one thing, if I can somehow, 
in spite of all my difficulties that I'm in now physically, if I somehow can touch the Lord, I believe I will be healed in spite of everything I've been through. It wasn't just because she had a lot of hope, and so this was another hope. She had no hope. Her hopes were dashed and dashed. But she felt within her heart, talk about private, but it was no secret. Everyone saw it, even felt it. How could they not of such a a, a thing like that? And, you know, th- this story tells us so many things. There is a great advantage. We read that there was a great crowd around the Lord. He was being thronged. There was a crowd. There was excitement for a lot of different reasons. People made a great purpose to be there for not a lot of different reasons. Some would have been there just because it happened. They happened to be where the Lord came by. Some, no doubt, put great effort. I want to be there, and I actually want to be one to say, I saw the Lord. I was one that did see Him. Not sure what I think about everything yet, but I can say, I can say, I was there. Well, they can, the location was, was right. The timing was right. They heard the Lord. They saw the Lord. Many touched the Lord. Some might have even thought, you know, I'd like to touch his hand, not even just his garment. They no doubt did. And they maybe went away excited thinking, and this was their story. I was there. Timing was perfect. And it just worked out. I wasn't even expected. And the timing was perfect. Location was perfect. And there I was. And I saw the Lord. I even heard and got close to him and touched him. That was their story. Then we have the woman's story. Wasn't like, quite like theirs. And we even read, we, we, we read and see so many things here. Even the disciples, when the Lord said, who touched my clothes? Well, they were, they were totally confused. His disciples who had seen so much by this time already, a lot more to see, but then, They were confused and said, who touched his clothes? You're thronged. People touching you, not even just your clothes. You probably reached out and touched your hands, maybe touched your feet. But they were touching your clothes constantly. You were thronged. Who touched your clothes? I don't understand. A lot in this story. But then with all the touches, there was a connection in the middle of it all of faith. What a difference. The, the connection of faith, which was from that connection, was her whole heart, her whole priority, her whole purpose. It wasn't just a touch. It was a touch. She was wrapped up in it. Every hope she had, every, that was her entire goal. Her entire purpose, no doubt, thought, if I don't have the strength to even make it home, if I could just touch the Lord in the middle of all this thronging, that was going on. And 
Instantly, the Lord said, virtue, there's so much here. The Lord said, he felt virtue leave his body. With all the people who touched him, he instantly felt virtue. Virtue left his body and went straight to a particular need. Didn't go just anywhere. It left for a purpose. It left with a target. It went straight to the woman's need. What a connection. How do you even put that into words? The woman, she would never be able to explain. Even her testimony would thrill us to our toes, but she would not be able to explain the feeling of all this. It was that private. It was that powerful. So private, so priceless, yet so impossible to hide. Isn't that the gospel? So private, so powerful, so impossible to hide. Now that's something to get a hold of. This shows to us the Lord's compassion. It shows to us the Lord's care and awareness. Matthew recorded words of the Lord in chapter 10 of Matthew 29 and 30. Are not two sparrows sold? These are the Lord's words. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall to the ground without my Father. Aware and there. And then said, but the very hairs of your head are numbered. In Matthew eighteen twelve, it says, how think ye? If a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? The Lord's care, the Lord's awareness. We certainly see that here again. It was not about... uh it was not about a procedure and how to get something from the Lord. Aren't we thankful for that? It's not a matter of connecting all the dots, of do this and do that. It was not about procedure. It wasn't about particular time. It was not about any of that. In fact, the, the, the more detailed story of this is that the Lord was on his way somewhere. Just prior to what we read here, a man by the name of Jairus, who we're told he was the ruler of the synagogue in that area, he came to the Lord just prior to this saying, Lord, my daughter is at death's door. She's about to die. Please, can you come to my house immediately and heal her? That's where they were on their way to. But now all of this throng, which is thrilling, but... How about Jairus? What if we were Jairus? We would be thrilled about, wow, what's taking place? Well, people are so interested, but I've got to get him to my house. My daughter is dying. So we don't read how he felt. be interesting to know that. He was watching. He was waiting. But how thrilling it would have been for him to see what took place with this woman. But just about that time, oh good, now we can get there. So see, this isn't about timing. 
things from the Lord is not about procedure. It's not about timing and the right this and the right that. But it's about the kind of heart, a hungry heart, that just that woman said, regardless of the circumstances, if I just can, I believe I'll be whole. And so now they're going, now they're, we get on to this man's house. But just then he, someone come to him and says, it's too late. Don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter has died. But this is the Lord. He told Jairus, be not, I like those words, be not afraid. Only believe. And that story was quite a story in itself. In the short of it, they, when they went there, the people were mourning, of course. But then when the Lord spoke like, she wasn't really dead, and there's more to this this story. They laughed him to scorn. He had to put them out of the room, took her by the hand, and raised her up. Well, it's not about timing. It's not about procedure or circumstance. If we are ready, God is ready. We need to hold on to the contacts we have had with God. Even if they are so special and precious and powerful, the contacts we've had with God, we need to hold on to those. Even if we've not reached the point of where we hoped it was going to turn out, hold on to those contacts. Those contacts, the connections we have with God, are going to follow us into eternity. Regardless of what we think, yeah, but not, I haven't had this yet. Hold on to your connections with the Lord. They are precious beyond what we can really explain. His followers, his followers were constantly wowed. Even though they followed him, believed in in him, and they were wonderful men of God. Left everything. But they were still constantly wowed with the Lord. It only grows. It only gets bigger. And that is how the Lord would want us to be. Constantly wowed by the Lord. I want to be that. The Lord's done so many things and we testify. And thank God for that. But God wants us to be constantly wowed by everything He is. The disciples were. How many times must must they have rehearsed when the Lord had gone uh, from the cross, the grave the, to heaven, the right hand of God, Heavenly Father. How many times must they have rehearsed stories just like this one? And thought about it, and the more they thought, probably brought up another detail, something they had missed, and they just uh, would have been thrilled and thrilled, and maybe brought this down to, you know what, saying, it's not about touching the Lord, but it's about touching the Lord. Well, that wouldn't sound, only in the gospel would that make sense. You can touch the Lord, and then again, you can touch the Lord. Maybe think of even, I mean, some of the the gospel verbiage is just unique. But you have to know something about the gospel for it to make sense. Someone may, someone may be, be praying at the altar, seeking the Lord earnestly, and they have, some, some are praying with them. And one might say, hold on, brother. 
one might say, let go, brother. Well, are they contradicting themselves? No, this is the gospel. Hold on to the Lord, let go of self. They mean they're talking about the same thing. And it goes so far beyond words. So this is a good thing to do just like the the disciples would do and reminisce. How encouraging that must have been if they were facing a, a difficult thing before them. All they would have to do is reminisce a story like this one. And say, yes, this is what it's all about. Touching the Lord, really. Touching the Lord. And God would have us do the same thing. God would have us to not only hold on to the contacts, connections we've had with God, but rehearse them. Thank God for testimonies. Rehearse them regarding what has just taken place last camp, this camp meeting. This youth camp is thrilling. Continue, hold on to those contacts. You're praying for something more? Thank God for that. You know, this... uh, This woman and the Lord had something going between them way back as soon as this thought came into her mind. They instantly had something. She had something going on with her and the Lord. She was a long way from getting through that crowd and and making that real connection with God that she was healed. But... As soon as it came to her heart and her mind, there was something going on between her and God. How precious is that? You might have a desire still, whatever it is. You want to be saved, especially if you're saved, do that now. God is ready when we're ready. But it might be for the deeper things of the Lord, to be sanctified, to be baptized, to be healed, or something else. But as soon as we have that purpose and desire, you have a connection going with God. There's something going on. So there was something going on there way before she reached Him. How wonderful is that? No, it's not about convenient. If if we have a desire and we have simple faith, God will see us through the crowd. God will see you through the crowd or whatever the obstacle might be. The Lord has, the, this woman has taught us so much in her story and she would have been the last one to think, who am I to teach anything about God? I have nothing but trials, nothing but dead ends. But the Lord, the Lord seems to delight in the impossible. We have impossibilities, bring them to the Lord. He delights in them. We can have a connection through that with the Lord. And these things forever mark us with God. It puts a mark on us that will never be the same. Things, there again, it's not about what's convenient. It's not about the right timing. Why, it could be any spot you happen to land at the altar and said, that's where the Lord connected, touch me. In a chair, in a pew, that's where the Lord Touch me by a stump. Wasn't the right timing? Wasn't the right this or that? That's where God saved my soul. You see here, a man testified and said, I prayed to be saved. I wasn't sure when I left with my mom. As soon as I 
the, the church, as soon as I stepped off a curb, God touched me. I knew I was saved. You can't put that in a slot. But God is ready when we are ready. Someone we to testify. They come into the gospel and throw this brother Alonzo. Remember when he, brother Alonzo, remember when he was, he got saved and would testify. I still remember his testimony about sanctification. He said, I was driving down the street and the Lord just touched my soul. And so he, I just, but I stepped going on again and he hit me again. He said, I had to pull the car over. And the Lord sanctified me right there. It might be in a, on a college campus. In the parking lot at the college campus. Victories. Someone sanctified a young man there. I remember in test, in a camp meeting and a young man, we were having, people were seeking the Lord and this young man had, was praying for his baptism and he went back to his cabin and he testified the next day. He said, you know, I was praying and I left here after praying last night and the Lord baptized me in the shower. What a connection. God is ready when we are ready. When Jesus says, who touched me? We can say, it was me, Lord. It was me. What a wonderful gospel. The, 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 this woman has been an example, and all she wanted to do was connect with the Lord. And we thank God that if we're still not saved... God's ready. Whatever you need from the Lord, God is ready. We thank God that He wants to He wants to keep us wowed in Him. So thank God that He is ready. The Lord, thank God for all that He has done. And we want to dwell upon those things. And God has a special connection with you. One you'll never forget. Take them, every one of them, and hold on to them. They will take you on through to eternity with the Lord. Thank God for His goodness. Thank God for His readiness to be here with us tonight. We'll stand and sing. Sing song number 349. And again, we're invited to seek the Lord in prayer.